Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Today is the National Day of Prayer. You would think every day is a National Day of Prayer, right? Since we are called to pray without ceasing, what does that mean? It means that our faith is amazing, and that means that we don't have to schedule a time during the day to bow to any particular uh, area of the globe. That the Holy Spirit as Christians lives and dwells, abides, has made his home inside of us. And so all of our needs, all of our concerns, all of our fears, all of that is consistently before him. And so is our ability to come boldly before his throne according to the scriptures. So today I am broadcasting live on Twitter spaces. I wanted to include Americans in in the National Day of Prayer. And I've invited people to come up and pray with me. We're praying specifically through justice, truth, children, order, life, and sovereignty. All of which, some of you may be like, well, where's freedom? Right? But when all of those things are in order, you're living in freedom. Some of us pray for freedom without understanding the cost associated with freedom. And I'm not talking about the blood that has been sacrificed in the spirit realm for our eternal freedom. And I'm also not speaking of the blood that's been sacrificed for this nation's freedom and subsequently the freedom of many other nations. But I'm talking about a consistent walk in freedom, freedom from self-accusation, rejection, bitterness, unforgiveness, fear, terror, dread, accusation, confusion, right? Um, All of that, sorry. I got people calling me in the middle of my broadcast. I love it because y'all know how I roll in in this broadcast. Like anything's possible. Like if when Jesus returns, I promise you it will be during my podcast. (laughs) That's what's going to happen because if anything that can go wrong does, (laughs) but it's all good. I just keep rolling. And that's really a, that's a testimony for some of you. Don't get stuck. Just keep rolling. Just keep moving. Right. And that really is the call to action right now as a nation that we keep rolling, we keep moving, but we have to do so with the author of freedom, in my humble opinion, or we, we build in vain. We just do. And so you'll notice that the scripture of today is Second Chronicles 714, probably the most quoted scripture in Christian kind ever, right? And it is true that if we will repent, he will heal our land, most people have a tendency to repent and then just run right back into whatever idolatry we were a part of to begin with. And so I think that's how we find ourselves here as a nation. These are very um, unstable times, to say the least. These are um, dreadful times. They can be. Even with Christ sitting on the throne, These are very accusative, false accusation 
is running rampant. Um, we now have ministries, uh, I call them ministries, ministries of lies erecting themselves above the truth of our Constitution, the truth of biology, right? I mean, our entire nation is directly under assault. There's no way around that. It's very obvious to all of us, but I dare say this is also a great time for us to turn to the author of that Constitution. It wasn't just our founding fathers. Because I'm of the belief that on man's best day, we are never in, in instinctively, there's never been a bend for man to uh, seek after continual freedom, which is why we need the Lord, in my humble opinion. So today on the National Day of Prayer, I don't want to offer a bunch of lip service. I don't want to promise God things that we're not going to keep. And if you listen to my show at all, you know that I consistently ask you guys to look in your own mirror first, right? I end every one of my shows with be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. Because however you see yourself is effectively how you're going to see the world. If your eyes are dark, your soul's going to be dark. If you don't have understanding, if your ears are clogged, filled with secularism and humanism and transhumanism and, and craziness, that's what your soul will be filled of. And that will be what you bring into every environment with you in which you have been entrusted to occupy. Or you just show up. Right? I love that. Many were called, few were chosen, and some just showed up. We can see that all over the church, much less politics, for the love of God. So I want to encourage us all that right here on the precipice of midterms and people winning primaries, and we're going to be super tempted to put all of our hope back in that again. And it is a cistern that has holes. It will drip and leak always. The Bible says you are a fool to put your trust in the arm of man. And that includes our institutions. It certainly doesn't mean that we don't build them and rebuild them and structure them according to life and liberty and justice for all. But it means that there's an order to that. So Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, it's really hard to be humble sometimes when every in every turn you're being attacked. Like your character is being attacked, your very identity, your own biology, your sex is being attacked, your ethnicity is attacked. It's very difficult. Your freedom, it can be very difficult to remain humble during these times. And social media makes it very easy for us not to be humble during these times. Very easy. So I'm going to invite you guys in the Twitter spaces because we're live. Uh, if you would like to offer a prayer into these categories, justice, truth, children, order, life, sovereignty, I welcome you uh, to pick up a mic, request a mic. You see that little microphone in the corner of your phone. That is how you request a microphone. This is not a grading system. You don't have to be the greatest prayer in the world. Uh, that's not how my ministry rolls at all. So if you're coming with a humble heart and you have a prayer, 
bring it. Again, I said this earlier when I thought the praise and worship music was playing, but it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to my dear friend who let me know that there was nothing playing at the time. Um, I did preempt this entire space with this will not be a time of complaining about uh, partisanship. I don't want to hear any complaints. If you have concerns and they're a part of your prayer and you want to address them, bring it in prayer. But I don't want to talk about primaries and trans people and crazies. And I don't, that's not where we're, that's not what we're doing today. Not to say we won't open another space for that, but uh, this space is specifically to humbly and earnestly uh, bring ourselves boldly before the throne of grace, which Paul tells us to do. So that's what we're going to do. And I welcome those of you who are not Christians. If you have a prayer that you would like to offer up, bring it. If it is here to encourage us and to edify us and to restore peace and sanity and, and hope, in each other as people who share this soil called America, bring it. That's what America is all about. All right. So in my time today studying and just kind of, you know, meditating before getting on here, I was thinking about all of the different areas that the government really has become God or attempted to. Remember, in my show for the past few weeks, I've been saying what they want to do is kill God. If that were possible, they would kill God, right? And so look at CPS taking children from families through false accusations. And a false accusation, the Bible says, go down, it goes down into the innermost parts of the belly and causes wounds. And what's in your belly? Your spirit. So when people lie on you and they lie about your character, And they designate you as a terrorist because you are a person of faith, because you are white, because you are a male, because you do want America to be first. Those are accusations that are false accusations and lies against you individually and collectively as a body of people. It is time that we understand what our authority is and what our position is in the body of Christ and our jurisdiction is in this country. I believe that one of the reasons why we got here is because we've abdicated so much as believers because we really don't know who or whose we are. So now I have my dear friend who finally got his child back. But Jason Nelson, you've heard his story. Hopefully he'll join us today. He finally got his premature baby out of NICU, was falsely accused by CPS, did actually receive uh, an apology from the head of CPS, got his, you know, uh, senator involved. Thank God there was something to be done about that. But collectively, you know, the left likes to swarm. Here I go. I said I wasn't going to do that. But the kingdom also has authority to be able to come to one another's assistance whenever it's needed, especially in media. And those were lies that were perpetuated against that family that could have been extraordinarily costly to them more so than it was. Right, And thank you to all of you who actually put your hard-earned dollars into that fund to be able to help that family. It was wonderful. It's beautiful. All of your prayers. Thank you. Thank you to those who have retweeted and reached out. That is very, very helpful. And it's very godly. It's very godly. We focus so much on Satan's work that I don't think we give God enough credit on a day-to-day basis. 
We glorify Satan every time we retweet Satan's work. Right? Because most of us can't even believe what we're watching unfold. Right? So, the ministry of lies. Silencing truth, opinion, and protest. You're not even allowed to protest anymore. At least that's what they tell you. But the Bible told you that there would come a day when they would drag you before governors and courts and they would persecute you for the sake of the gospel. Well, the sake of the gospel and the sake of this constitution are synonymous. They all lead to liberty and justice, right? And so if you're not willing to stand for that and you know the cost, you know what the cost could be, are you willing to stand for that? Some of you won't know until they come to your door. Some of you won't know until you're running across the country because, you know, your freedom or your life is in danger because of the truth that you stand on. Right now they call it cancel culture. But it's not cancel culture. It's steal, kill, and destroy culture. There's no canceling. It's to kill you, literally, which is Satan's agenda. That's his kingdom. It's nothing personal. This has been happening since the fall. So since his fall, not just ours, right? This has been a family feud in the heavens since before any of this got here. So you could take a load off thinking, well, Satan hates me. Well, he does. No doubt about it, especially if you're sealed in the Holy Spirit through the blood of Christ. Total target on your back, right? But in terms of a a family feud, a kingdom feud, that's what this is. And so with that knowledge, you can overcome. And you don't have to fall under this madness that we see happening right now in this country. Another place. How about the invasion of our borders? Mass amnesty is getting ready to occur. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's criminal. It's not just unbelievable. It's criminal. There's nothing benevolent or humanitarian about open borders. Or creating a crisis that creates a man-made crisis of humanitarianism that leads to uh, refugees. There's nothing godly about that. Nothing whatsoever. So for those of us who see it for what it is as an invasion, and we call it out as an invasion, you got to be willing to stand on that truth. And you can stand without being a jerk about it or without being afraid. You just stand. It is what it is. It's obvious. Two plus two really is four, and a boy is a girl, and a dog's not a giraffe. Period. You can put me on all the lists you want to. Spell it with two T's. M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. But the truth is going to prevail. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the truth of God. And so the truth of God is a country is a little less like a country without its borders. And if you think everybody's going to heaven, then you are reading from a very different Bible than I am. So even the kingdom of heaven has borders. We've got lawlessness, manipulation of laws, policy. Manipulation of hearts and minds. That's nothing new. Several generals engaged in that over their tenure. That's nothing new. Some of them actually who you admire and think are just great heroes. We've done it in other nations. We do it here. These are the ways we find ourselves here. 
This is the honesty with which God wants us to look at the situation and assess where we are and how we got here and to repent to him. So it's not just lip service. We repent from our wicked ways. Part of our wicked ways, you guys, is abdicating. Most of you think that only the homosexuals are going to be left out of the kingdom of heaven. Well, only the effeminate. But I want you to go look to see other categories of folks who will not enter in. Cowardly is at the top of the list. If you're just kind of skating by, and if and if you're just kind of lukewarm, and you just want everybody to leave you alone, and you'll leave everybody else alone, uh, sorry, but that's not going to cut the mustard. And you're part of how we got here. I've been on the air for six years, seven now, I think. And when I started, it was faith, life, and politics. Come on, church. Come on, come on, come on. That intro that you hear in one, every one of my shows, The Church Needs to Rise, I've never changed that intro, ever. Because the church was not rising before President Trump. I dare say most of the country was pretty demoralized. Not the least of which were people of faith. Right? But we're not called to be demoralized. We're called to be victorious. And we always say, God wins. All of our little hashtags, our little memes in the church that made me nuts. You know, God wins. We know who wins in the end. Okay, but who's winning right now? Where are you in the battle? You know, your salvation didn't come with a bag of Cheetos and a recliner and a remote control. Right? It came with some work. You better put on your work boots. Some of y'all just run around in a little sarong and, and, and flip-flops or barefoot on the beach, and that's your life. Taking all your cute little TikTok videos and going to soccer and soccer practice and tennis and just leave me alone and I'll I'll host a couple of fundraisers a year and feel really good about myself and I get to you know clutch my pearls because I'm not part of the MAGA crowd I love it a friend of mine told me about whatever I guess Ainsley said it this morning somebody whoever whoever the cute blonde is who sits in between Brian Kilmeade and the other hottie um and she's like MAGA supporters are all not all stinky Walmart shoppers that is hilarious First of all, I probably would have wanted to crawl under the couch if I was on that set uh, live. Uh, but, you know, where where are we? Where are we? And no, not all MAGA supporters are, you know, stinky Walmart shoppers, whatever that means. But we have all been siloed and we've let them do it. And God says, what's wrong with your country being first? What they'll tell you is that it's godly to be a socialist. It is Jesus was a socialist. Jesus was a refugee. Jesus says he put all of his stuff in the same pot, all the disciples. People who are totally godless are dictating to God's people what God meant by what he said. And the only way, the only reason we let them get away with it is because we don't even know what he said. Some of you have been sitting in training camps in your own companies to tell you how to feel bad about how God created you. And in order to get a paycheck, you've said amen. I'm sorry. That's not what God called us to. And if more of us stood up collectively and told that mob from hell, we're not agreeing with that. We might be in a different position. But the devil's kingdom knows us better than we know ourselves. 
And he certainly, and he's a lot like a certain party because he creates crises, right? He creates drama. He creates things through manipulation because he understands the weaknesses of man. And we fall for it. And because we don't know the word of God to apply it to our everyday lives so that we can see it manifest in this country, in this earth, it's of no use. And it's certainly not because God is powerless, but it's because we are called to occupy this territory. So it's if my people who are called by my name will repent, will turn from their wicked ways and humble themselves. It takes humility to turn. You can't get that out of order. You got to start with humility. Because a lot of people will turn in pride, which is a little less like humility, right? And then you're just tripping over yourself. You're constantly running back to the same stuff that you've been trying to escape. You're just bound by that thing. And it's because that the underpinning of you is pride. And that sucker is like a bottomless pit that is the super glue to hell. It is absolutely the super glue to hell. From it, we have confusion, perversions, manipulation, you name it. Wars, false accusations, unforgiveness, bitterness, all those things from pride. All right, so even now, where are we? National Day of Prayer. Provocation of wars. That's what our God government is offering to us. We're provoking a nuclear war. Does that sound godly? No, it doesn't. Do you think God's waiting in the heavenlies to like click the button to just incinerate? Some of you actually believe that, tragically. You believe that God is still angry with us. But God's wrath was satisfied on the cross. Doesn't mean we can't grieve him. But God's wrath was satisfied. Some of you are like, oh, I pray for my enemies all the time. I pray that God forgives them and that they would turn from their wicked ways. Right? I love it. Or you guys call me and you're like, hey, this isn't gossip, but we need to pray for so-and-so because she's all caught up in some kind of mess. And I'm like, well, actually, that is a little like gossip. But I hear you. So, yeah, you know, we... (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to leave all that alone. I'm going to leave you guys alone with that. Provocation of wars. That's not who God is. He's He's not up there waiting to whack you. Matter of fact, he's not even waiting to whack our enemies. But I will tell you this. There's only so long that the God of justice and order is going to stay seated on his throne before he actually stands up and just his justice is exacted in this earth. His justice has been exacted through the cross of Christ. But right now we are still in the dispensation of grace. But there's going to come a day, and it is coming very rapidly, when we will cross over into the dispensation of judgment. And when that happens, that is not going to be fun for any of us. And it's going to begin with the church. And some would argue that we're there now because we see a sifting occurring in the church. We see a separating of the wheat from the chaff in the church. All right, going on. Molestation of national and individual sovereignty. 
What did we see through COVID? Total molestation of your God-given creation called your body, your biology. Some of you went ahead and took it because you wanted to go on vacation. I hear you. I missed out on my trip to Capri, Italy for my 50th birthday that I had planned for over 10 years. I was so excited. It was going to be Oprah-esque. We were going to look retarded and wear all of our white clothes and take pictures over the ocean in Capri. And then COVID hit. And I was like, uh, Capri who? Uh, yeah, Capri this. I'm not, I'm not going down that road in order to vacation. Nope. Because my discernment meter was off the charts. And I got your letters. I got your emails. I got your, Monica, help me. Do you know anyone who can help us with legal stuff? And, and how do we, and I was like, can you pray for us? My husband's going to lose his job on Monday and he's going to lose all of our benefits. I mean, listen, I feel you. And there are people who walked. There are people who were discharged from the United States military and didn't take anything with them over an injection that no one could prove is actually has any kind of efficacy whatsoever to this day. Again, molesting, maligning your biology and your sovereignty to make a choice for your own health, for the health of your children, for your future generations. God gave you that biology, not the government. That's something they're working on rapidly to create something that will mimic because that's what Satan's kingdom does. He mimics God, but it's not God. And as the days get become uh, increasingly, uh, you know, darker and darker, they will probably first appear lighter. They will appear more convenient. You'll be able to use your phone, your little chip in your finger or your chip in your butt, whatever it is to purchase all those things that make life here in America just so convenient to travel and to have fun and to have wine night and buy more pearls. And, you know, and that's what God would have us do for God's sakes. Mr. Graham, Reverend Graham told you that Jesus would have taken the vaccine What? Jesus is the healer. God said, I've come to heal all of your diseases and to forgive all of your sins. And he didn't say I was going to come back in the form of a Pfizer injection. And that is not to shame any of you who went down that road. I promise you that is nowhere near my heart. I feel really bad for a lot of you. You've lost, lost loved ones. You will probably lose loved ones. You live in terror on a daily basis of what you've done. And I, I don't want that for you. So I don't offer shame. In my spaces, my show. It's not what we do here. But it is grievous. It is grievous. They lied to you. And they're still lying to you. And now they're going to come after me because I'm telling you the truth. And I'm like, again, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. The truth is the truth. And we should never back down from it. No matter what. What else? Your God-given biology, now they're telling you that your children are not even who God created them to be. And that's not to say that there aren't people 
who absolutely have been born, uh, you know, with both sexes in their biological makeup. Um, you know, that, that's not to say that, that people don't genuinely struggle with a feeling of disembodiment from their, you know, I love the guest I had on a few weeks ago. She was awesome. And we were talking about disembodiment, right, as it relates to what's happening right now with your children and that everyone can just be beige. Your dog really is a giraffe. Don't listen to mommy and daddy about your penis. It's really a vagina. And you know what? You'd be surprised how many parents are like, well, what else am I supposed to do, Monica? Well, oh, I don't know. Maybe downsize your $400,000 house and teach your own kids. I did. I didn't live in a $400,000 house. But I did it on twenty-four grand a year. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed on every subject. And you don't have to be. But I knew that God called me to homeschool my kid right as I was just getting on the road with my music career. So the last thing on earth I wanted to do was stop and homeschool my daughter whenever I sucked in school before I got to college. Sucked with a capital S. And I'm like, who's supposed to teach her this stuff? What are you talking about right now? Holy Spirit. So we argued, we fussed, and we fight. And I, you know, finally, he would bring people my way who would encourage me and tell me it's really not as hard as you think it is. And my daughter, thank God, is brilliant. And she is an academic, which, you know, has its pros and its cons. But she's a self-starter, self-teacher. She's very quick. She's a sponge. Praise the Lord. So I didn't have to work that hard at it. Uh, but we sacrificed to do that. You know, there are children who go to school in Bangladesh uh, after surfing trash uh, lakes for for plastic to sell so their families can eat. They go to school uh, with with dirt floors, and they value their education, and they're smart little cookies too. Could probably out test our kids at this point. And they're not confused about their uh, genitalia because no one has tried to confuse them. It's also a predominantly, like predominantly Muslim country. Ain't nobody coming in with that confusion crap over there. Nobody. Good luck. Do you see the Chinese confused? No, you don't. Do you see the Russians confused about their biology? Don't you think that's a little odd? Or do some Americans think that, well, we've arrived Because we're so scientifically ahead. Look at us. We're ahead of the curve. And we're so loving because we're America. We're going to let everyone be confused because we're just going to sing one big fat Jesus kumbaya around everybody because Jesus loves everybody and he accepts everyone. And, um, right. Isn't it good? Yum, yum, yum. As a friend of mine says, isn't it good? Doesn't it taste good? It makes you feel good until your sons have a tampon dispenser in their bathroom. And if I'm lying, I'm frying because that just happened. uh, It was just passed yesterday, signed into law in a state here in the United States of America on this soil that we share. Yes, your boys will now have tampons in their bathrooms, in their public schools, otherwise known as public prisons. And so, yeah, there's a part of me, you guys, that really does think that God's not mad at us. He just kind of laughs at us. Haven't your kids ever done anything where you're just like, okay, well, I tried to tell you. And they just keep doing it. And you can see the end result. And you've provided every possible thing in the world for your children to be successful. 
And they still decide to like dig their own ditch, get in it and cover themselves with the dirt, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. Because once they're adults, you can't exactly lock them in their room. Although some of you live that way with your kids, which is really weird. That's a whole other sin. Until they're like 30, they're still camping out eating Cheetos in your basement. Don't even have driver's licenses. Again, not godly. (laughs) So... I just look at our nation and I think to myself, okay, he has got to be it. Because he hasn't completely allowed for our utter annihilation yet. So maybe they all just sit around God's throne and they're like, well, there goes another one. I mean, I can't even imagine what the conversations in the courts of heaven are like about this particular country. I really can't. And you do know that the heavens have courts, right? That's why the word says that when you sin, if you will confess your sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Well, that word just is very important because his justice is carried out. That is a legal term. And there are a lot of illegal things. Why am I sharing all of this with you? I'm sharing this with you to enlighten you to the fact that everything that we see, we think it's operating illegally and fraudulently. Yeah, I said the big F word. Fraudulently on a secular plane, on a national plane only. Oh, no. No, 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 no. All of this is equally as illegal on the spiritual plane. And for those of us who know that, and we call those things out as they really are, and then we pray for God's interjection, for his, for his interference with the enemy's plans. That's where you start to see things shift. Why do you think that opinion was, quote, leaked? Why do you think that, op- who do you think actually shaped and crafted that operation? It didn't just begin in someone's office. Because I'm of the belief that all things begin in the spirit. And then they manifest here in the physical. And people think they had some, you know, brilliant idea. Oh, we know how we're going to take out the midterms. Or we know how we're going to rock the last pillar of this country and its institutions. And we're going to, we're going to discredit the Supreme Court of the United States. We're going to make it so where people no longer even trust that entity. And it's been effective. Right, But that came from a kingdom that absolutely lusts for the destruction of this country, like salivates over it. And so every time we agree with that kingdom, we're putting another nail in the coffin of the United States of America. Every time, beginning with your own families. Because remember, I'm going to tell you again, and then we're going to get to some prayers. Um, And I'll close this out in prayer. But I really do want to hear from you guys. If you're in the spaces, I want to hear from you. And it's very important for my audience listening in on my podcast, who are tens of thousands of people, to hear you too. Because it encourages people to hear each other pray. And it is very humbling. And don't be scared. If you get up here and your voice is shaking, no one cares. No one cares. This is about humbling ourselves, recognizing the things that are causing destruction, turning away from them in a spirit of humility, 
and trusting that what God said is going to continue to occur. Whether it's through 2,000 mules or 50,000 mules or a kick, whatever, or, you know, a donkey and the Democrat Party and there's all these revelations of fraud or the Supreme Court's about to strike down and kick back to the states, not completely abolish abortion. You guys get over yourselves. We could only wish, right? But that's not going to happen because people are always going to find a way to rip life from their wombs. It's just going to happen. We're not the first country to deal with it. We won't be the last. Go back to the Old Testament. It's riddled with all kinds of interesting things. Go back to your Torahs. Read that. Right? But how do you think we're going to continue to move this ball to recapture this land without God? Some of you are busy, 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 busy rebuilding through politics. And I'm like, okay, well, good luck with that. Good luck with that. You're building on sand. And the first storm that comes up, your little house of cards is going to blow right over again. So I encourage you, do not rebuild this country. I repeat, do not attempt to rebuild this country on the, on the foundation of politics. You will fail. And we will not move forward. And again, if we're not willing to proverbially die on that hill of the children, we really have no business as a nation to even exist. Sounds a little extreme. I bet you that would that would probably put me on the list too because I believe in life to that extent. I believe in innocence to that extent. I mean, it's amazing. But the word says that when when the, when they rise to to accuse you, that you will actually uh, condemn their words against you. So get ready. Get your courage back. Where's your moxie? right? The weak are not going to enter into the kingdom now or then. The fearful. So keep that in mind. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm just going to give a brief prayer and we're going to go a prayer and we're going to go for it. Father, we petition your courts this morning in and through the mercy seat of Christ Jesus, your son, the savior of all mankind. And Lord, uh, you are Lord over every principality. You are our truth. You are our protection. You are our order. You are our sanity. You are our power and our strength. You are our mercy and our grace. You are our vision and our uniqueness. You are our liberty and our defense, our comforter, our advocate, our price paid for the redemption of our souls. Forgive us for our apathy as a people, Lord, a body of believers comfortable and lukewarm. And we thank you for the jarring effects of the current war to wake us from our slumber. We shout to these walls of lies and lawlessness and perversion and every ministry that the enemy's kingdom attempts to erect. And we call them down by your spirit. And we praise you for victory over, over our spiritual adversaries. And we bless you for hearing our prayers and our petitions and for not removing your Holy Spirit, from our nation. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. Do we have anyone? Josie, I see you in here. Do we have anyone who would like to come up and say a prayer? Ten, do you want to uh, start us off since I know that you are a man of prayer? Uh, With pleasure. I'd be glad to. Excellent. Um, Just, uh, I'll just go start off. 
our love, our Lord God Almighty in heaven above, just ask that you would see this nation as the godly creation that it came for, ordained under faith and understanding. Lord God Almighty, that you will lead us and guide us and strengthen our churches and help us to speak unto sin and wickedness. Lord, please direct our every move in every day and every hour. Help us to understand one another. Have it, help us to have ears to listen and eyes to see. Your ways are amazing. You move every day and every hour. If we choose to see or hear and see and listen, we will find you. And Lord, I just ask that you would continue to help us to understand in the ways in which you are so magnificent. And help us to understand the words of your son and how he aptly and correctly directed us Lord, I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. All right, guys, don't be shy. I know every other space I have, you guys are like stampeding for the microphone. So this is your time. This is your country. Thank you, Monica. You're I welcome. Am Josie. Yeah, I am Josie Cruz. And I just want to let you, um, you and everybody know before I pray, um, that I am very thankful and grateful for this nation. And uh, coming from another country who we went through so much things because we gave our back to the Lord, we forgot about him. I see the same thing happening in here. I think that our priority is as a nation is to go back to God and um, that he could uh, spare us with his mercy from the consequences of our own sin that we committed as a nation against him. And um, I I thank you also, um, Monica, for all those wonderful words that came out from you a few minutes ago. And they are very inspiring. And um, I just wanted to lift a little short uh, prayer because today is a national day of prayer. And I was thinking earlier, as we Christians are praying and Jewish are praying to our common God, who is Jehovah and his son Jesus, probably another religions are praying to their own God, which we, you know, we don't agree with that kind. But today um, I was thinking, you know, the the two different ways of we as a humans and citizens of America, we have to carry our country and present our country in front of uh, the living and real creator who is our, our God. So here I go. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Father, because you gave us the opportunity to live one day more. Thank you, Jesus, because uh, you reveal us um, that we been separating ourselves from you, as a, not only as an individual, but also as a nation. I just plead at this moment, Lord, that you could spare us and give us mercy um, for the consequences of our sin. Gave us another chance, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, look, at, look at us like, like those um, people who are seeking your benevolence and your 
not only your justice, but also your forgiveness. Give us a second chance as a nation, Lord. It's only you who can save us for what are we seeing and we experiencing today. Only a miracle intervention from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Appreciate you. It's always good to hear from you. All right. Who's next? I think. We hey, have... Monica, how are you? Hey, David, I'm fine. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great today. Calling you from the uh, mountains of North Carolina and thank you for the opportunity so we can pray together. Excellent. You're welcome. Go for it. All right. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you on this beautiful day. I thank you, Lord, for these friends of mine who are willing, Lord, to gather to pray and to seek your face. For Lord, I know as we seek your face, Lord, you will hear our prayers. Father, forgive us of our sins that our country has committed. And God, I pray that you would hear our cries, that you would come and rescue our nation from the bondage that we are under, oh God. I know that you're alive and that you're living. And I know you care about each one of us. And I know that you are going to resolve these issues. So we take our eyes, Lord, off all these things that are happening. And at this moment, we concentrate on you and you alone. For you are our Savior, you are our Lord, and you are our Redeemer. And we put our faith and our trust in you. And Lord, we can rest in confidence knowing that in you, we can have peace this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the mountains. Thank you. You're welcome. Be safe up there. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate I love whenever men come forward and uh, and pray. I mean, because you guys, no matter what the world tries to tell you, you're absolutely the, the you are the creational foundation uh, yes, women are right there, you know, uh, as help meets with you, but I just hate what is happening to men, um, in general. Uh, and so thank you for stepping up. I appreciate you. Hey, well, thank you so much. It was a blessing uh, being with y'all. And I think you're right. I think us men need to step forward and uh, stand with you ladies yeah. to come forward and say, we, uh, we want to move forward in the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, sir. Keep building. Talk Thank to you, you soon. You're welcome. Have a good day. Okay, who is uh, next? We have, who's next in the speaker? Uh, I do it for her. Hi, good, good afternoon, everybody. Um, working today, so just going to put a quick prayer out there. Lord Father, you are holy. You alone define perfection and power and strength. You alone can provide lasting hope and grace and unconditional love there is nothing that is too hard for you and there is no one that is beyond your reach we pray for discernment through everything we pray for your healing we pray for your courage we pray that all suit up with the armor of your word your love your guidance you are truly holy, and what an honor it is to worship in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thanks for doing that from work. I appreciate you. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Always. It's always good to see you and hear from you in these spaces. Um, okay, you guys are welcome to come up and grab a mic. 
um, if you would like to offer a prayer again, you know, whatever it is, it's just not, obviously you can see how we're rolling. It's like we are petitioning, uh, the throne of God. So I, I kind of ramped it all up with what I see as a nation, like how we are being molested and maligned and how God's kingdom is, uh, suffering the violence that the word talks about, right? And the violent taketh by storm. But the kingdom of heaven is absolutely suffering violence right now. The kingdom of and how do I know that? Because you embody the kingdom of heaven. Like you are, Jesus said that. The kingdom of heaven is inside of you, right? And a lot of us feel, in my years of ministry, I can tell you that a collective feeling that is never from the Lord is one of unworthiness, shame, guilt, uh, it could be generational regret, you know, and those things keep us from believing that we are even remotely worthy to house and to host the Holy Spirit of God. That God's like, you know what? Let me take a load off. You're right. You're not really worthy of anything but death. But here's the good news. I sent my son because I've determined that you're worthy. So get over yourself and all your regrets and all the all the shame and all the blame game and all of the stuff that you carry that the enemy piles on you every day as some kind of truth that tries to exalt itself above my truth. And what I say about you as being the beloved and betrothed to my son, right? And let's get on with it. And if we knew that and we believed it and we encouraged each other in it, on the regular, not just Sunday. I'm talking on the regular. When you see somebody going for like a big old pile of slop in life, and we've been trained, well, don't judge me. Right? And the word says not to judge lest you be judged, but whenever you start digging through the etymology of that, what you realize is that there is a condemnation, a harsh judgment that we can have that is not godly, as opposed to judging right wrong, having a discriminating palate against from what's right and what's wrong. But the only way you do that is by having a plumb line known as an errant truth to begin with. The only thing to balance our scales is the word of God. Amen. That's it. He is the scale. He's the scale. The word is the scale. And so, you know, as this... (laughs) I mean, I just think to myself, man, if President Trump had actually, you know, made it through his legitimate election, um, I wonder where we'd be right now as a nation. We'd just be coasting along, you know, and how much longer before our eyes were actually open to just how nasty it is. Okay, who's next? Who opened their mic? Did you guys have something that you wanted to add? Because I heard your mic open. Oh, I did. Was that you, David? Um, yeah, Monica, I just wanted to say um, uh, many times I think um, I know I was devastated that President Trump wasn't reelected. But I think you can see God's handiwork in the midst of all that, that I don't think all these things would have been uncovered if he would have been reelected. All these things I think God is revealing uh, about the CIA, FBI and all these other things. I think God is really working to expose. I think that's what 2020 year, 2022 year is really the year of exposure of all these evil things that have control of our country. 
And I just really believe again that God is really moving and exposing these things so that we can see and we can pray that God would take care of these things. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, so I only have one uh, correction um, uh, of that. And I would, I would say that President Trump was re-elected. And I 1,000% believe that. But I do believe that it was allowed to be stolen. Right. Yeah, I believe he was re-elected, too. I agree with you about that. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's and that's just me, you know, uh, not splitting hairs, but just realizing that you know facts and truth matter, and what the left wants to do is silence this into, and not even the left, the enemy's kingdom. Forget about the left, because it's littered with people from the right and the left. All of this, the whole heist is littered <laughs> with people. All of the sex trafficking, all of the confusion, it is littered. All of the molesting of kids, it is littered with both sides of the aisle, which tells you uh, that it is positively, unequivocally, it is, a, it is a kingdom against kingdom issue. So, yeah, that's where I stand on that. Um, National Day of Prayer. I'm pretty sure that's where I heard President Trump For the first time, I'm almost certain. I was trying to find the clip today uh, in pre-production, and I just cannot find it. But there is a clip, and I've talked about it quite a bit, of President Trump referring to God as our Father. Right? And I remember when he said it, I was pre-production in my studio at my station, and I stopped what I was doing, and I was like, whoa, Whoa, wait a minute. That caught my attention. Because it was a creator. It wasn't God. It was Father. Right? And it wasn't like our Heavenly Father. No, it was our Father. It was our Father. And I thought, I almost, (laughs) I could imagine that that's how, and I'm not saying I'm Jesus for all of you who take stuff like way out of context, but I can imagine that that might have been how Jesus felt Whenever Peter told him who he was and Jesus said, you didn't, you wouldn't have known that had that not been revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. And so when I heard Donald Trump refer to God on the national day of prayer as our father, I was like, Ooh, okay. So for all of you who make fun of him, because he says two Corinthians, all you pearl clutching holy rollers, you know who you are. Like nobody can ever go from glory to glory. It's like as soon as you are spit out of the womb of Christ, apparently in your new salvation wardrobe, apparently, I think it comes actually with a wonderful set of, of pearls But for some of you. But it's like for some of you, you believe you just won't let people change. And how about this? What would you do? If in all of our prayer time, we're like, Father, we just pray that Nancy Pelosi and, and Schiff and Schumer, all those guys would, would just repent, Lord, and Hillary and Obama and what, and we just pray, Father, for their salvation and they would repent. And then I just wonder, and I got to check myself on this too, don't let me fool you, but I just wonder what would happen if it happened. Like if they did, Right. 
because we're so hunkered down. We are so offended at this point, and we're so fed up, most of us who are on, you know, God's kingdom side of existing in this nation called America, um, that, you know, if somebody stepped to the microphone and they were like, hey, man, I've seen the light, and I repent, and I lied, and I doctored evidence, and I've been in bed with every bad actor you can imagine, and I lied about J6, and I just want to confess all my faults and proclaim the word of the Lord Jesus Christ that he is my Savior and my Lord, some of us would be like, okay, what time does Judge Judy come on? Click. Like, it just wouldn't even, you just psh, go right over your head. You just wouldn't receive it. Our hearts have become so hardened because of the offenses that have come. But the Bible warns about woe unto those by whom offenses come. They're going to come. But woe, which is a really awful three-letter word. You don't ever want that to precede something that is being said to you. It's scary. It's a dreadful thing. So woe unto people who are calling boys girls. Woe unto those who are confusing our children and trafficking our children. Woe unto those who are attempting to silence God in the earth through those of us who are truth speakers. Woe unto those who are lying, bearing false witness against their neighbors in the name of politics and transhumanism, which is coming rapidly. So, whoa. I mean, that's kind of, you know, our saving grace that you get to look around and go, hmm, well, but here's the thing. When those woeful days come upon us as a nation, as we can see, all of us uh, go through the same suffering. And I think how you suffer matters. Just like how you win matters, right? You can be a gracious loser. How do you win? And since we are so convinced that we've won as Christians, what does that look like in our daily lives? I don't know. Just food for thought. Okay. Does anyone else in the space want to add a prayer? This is your final call for no alcohol. Um, but I am very pleased to hear from those of you who did come up. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, even if you just want to offer the Lord's prayer, you're welcome to come into the space to do that as well. You guys are being awfully quiet today, which is really interesting to me. So, <laughs> I love it, right? Yes, Nan. It's a, a day of uh, prayer and humility. So, if, if you want to be conscious of the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's, it's good to be quiet and listen. Yeah. And, and seek. And that's, that's so important. Agreed. You know, you know what, Tim, that's actually something that we talked about last night, my Bible study. We are, we are, my Bible studies are a little different than others. We are a word study group. And it's literally the word. And then we break down words because the, the Bible and the word is like this giant layer cake or in geographical terms, like it's like the rings on a tree, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, gosh, it just, it's so deep and so wide that the American language, the English language, whether my apologies, the English language has really adulterated and kind of left things slightly anemic 
I think they're not quite as um, deep or wide, or they're not the beautiful brush strokes um, that you get from actually rooting through the Hebrew, rooting through the Greek and the Aramaic, and then one path of one particular word will lead you will lead you to another meaning or another uh, you know genesis of that of said word. And again, it's like this archaeological dig around words it's kind of I, w- I would imagine you're you're probably more of a numbers person uh, being so scientifically inclined uh, so I would imagine it's just you know numbers that just go on and in, in, in infinitum that in in, per- in perpetuity like they're just they just go right and you can't even solve for certain things um, and that's how I see words in the, in the word of the Bible so we were talking about exactly what you just said and um, we're going through Psalm 62 63. And 64. And what we do is we read through it and we look for the cross referencing and the citations. People often ask me, How do I study the Bible? And this is how. Because there's harmony in Scripture. And if you will follow, if you'll take the time to follow those citations that someone else took the time to actually connect, um, who I hope is through the Holy Spirit, and I believe that it is, because once you read one and you connect the dots to another, it could be in the Old Testament, it could be in the New Testament, you can crisscross, but they are harmonious in their spirits and in their intent. And so the scriptures themselves. So so we were breaking down, and then I asked everyone to find a particular word in those citations, in the citation cross-references of a word that stood out to them. And, and then, and then begin to, cause they're just now learning how to use their concordances. So we have exhaustive concordances. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is literally the biggest book on earth. Uh, you could knock somebody out with it. It's so thick and it has every single word in the Bible, uh, King James version. And, uh, and it has the Hebrew and it has the Greek and it has all kinds of stuff in between, but I keep it simple, stupid. And I just go from the Hebrew to the Greek. And so, uh, for me, uh, one of the words, oh gosh, and I've got my notes upstairs. One of the words, oh, waiteth and wait, right? And so waiteth upon the Lord. This was David in Psalm 62 talking about how his soul waiteth upon the Lord. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, we hear that all the time, to wait upon the Lord. And and for those of us who are like doers and we're always moving and shaking and making stuff happen and we're just on the move constantly, um, it's like, you know, in, product, in productivity. And so it's like, well, what does that mean to wait? That's almost like a, ugh. it's just like, ugh. you're telling me to like stop and, and no longer be in motion, which I do one day a week, <laughs> whether I want to or not, but I do take a Sabbath because I believe, I believe it's important and I'm always glad I did. But between the differences between waiteth and wait and in one of those meanings, matter of fact, in both of them, they cross-pollinated. Uh, it was to be dumb, as in silent. To be silent. One of them was to be in awe of God. And, and that's what wait meant. So it's almost to be silenced because you're in such awe of God. You're like his presence is so awe inspiring that there's not a single word that we could utter, even his word back to him in his presence that would deem necessary. So, thank you for that reminder. Yes. Um, I also know that this is very nerve wracking for some people whenever it comes to prayer. 
people feel very inadequate. Um, again, a lot of times people don't feel worthy. That's been my experience in my ministry. And, uh, and you know, and people feel like, oh, I don't pray like her. And so it's been a beautiful thing to watch God work on people in my Bible study because now they're starting to emerge because they understand that it's not about the letter of the law and it's not about religion. It is about uh, intimacy and relationship. So, yeah, I, I encourage you all, if you're not reading your Bible as like the greatest love story ever told, and, and there's so many deep, oh my gosh, I can't even, there's not even a word to describe it. It's like the deepest ocean. There's so many things that you discover and that live at the bottom that are just otherworldly. And that's what you find when you start digging through words in the word. That just, you know, another another word for waiteth, uh, wait, was uh, to bind together. So think about that. As you're waiting on the Lord, like you're, you're, you are being loosed from other things, hopefully, because it's impossible to be in the presence of the Lord and still remain bound by other things. Because he said he came to set the captives free. So if you are bound to the Lord through that waiting, if you're bound, if you're binding in that binding process with him, then other things just fall off. Right? And you don't have to work so hard at it. I love it. It's all about relationship. All right, you guys, I've had a lot of fun with you today and just pouring, pouring into you. Um, and really I had no idea I was going to do this today, uh, which is usually how God works with me. I uh, woke up this morning to my God walk, had a conversation and, uh, someone texted me and said that they were praying for me today on this national day of prayer. And I thought, thank you so much. I always need that. And, um, you know what? Let's get busy. Let's uh, let's collectively come together and do something positive in these spaces other than complain about the state of the country, but just be sober minded about what's really happening and then call people to, uh, to prayer. So I am going to, um, actually we have two requests. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Welcome, Chad. Hello, Monica. How are you, sir? It's uh, Chad from your last man. Stan. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Chad is the only dude in my Bible study. I love it. He has got like, he's like the tower of strength. Okay. Or, you know, or courage. Uh, yeah. You're in the hen house for sure. So uh, what's going on, man? Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Well, it's actually the first time I've spoken on your space or been in with Tin and Alpha and Chris. Okay. It, it's been a blessing to hear um, people that speak truth and letting the trust build with people who speak the truth. Yeah. I just have a, like a, a declaration. Okay. I'm a little nervous as you can tell. That's okay. Like... <laughs> That's okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something that an ex-boyfriend of mine used to tell me. They can't eat you or turn you into a frog. Now, some <laughs> people might try, but they can't do it in this space. So you're cool. You're good. Take your time. Okay. We overcome Satan when we testify personally to what the Word of God says the blood of Jesus does for us. Through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven. 
Through the blood of Jesus, we are continually being cleansed from all sin. Through the blood of Jesus, we are justified, made righteous, just as if I had never sinned. Through the blood of Jesus, we are sanctified, made holy, set apart to God. Through the blood of Jesus, we have boldness to enter into the presence of God. The blood of Jesus cries out continually to God in heaven on our behalf. So I hope people heard that and they take that to, for today and every day to Amen. get on their knees and repent, which, like you said, means to turn away from it. Right. And it is a struggle for us. And all the people that are out on the front lines, they just play a, pray a wall of fire and a hedge of protection around them that are out there speaking truth, fighting for the kids, and just doing what they do best and that the courage in all of us rises above else, above all, I mean. So I just thank you and uh, Tin and everybody that's listening and to the people out there. I just hope people really take heed of what's really going on and what the nefarious plan and the shadow cobble that it's good versus evil. It's not a political, nonpartisan anyway. It's just good versus evil. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Thank you. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you for having the courage to come up and do it. You're always You're welcome. Most welcome. You're always welcome. And I look forward to uh I look forward to hearing from you next Wednesday in our next Bible study, our word study. <laughs> right. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, dear. God have a good day. Everyone. God bless you too. you too. All right, awesome. And we have uh oh good. I look forward to us. I recognize some of you and others I don't. I really enjoy seeing uh new faces in my spaces. Thank you very much. Um let's go to is it uh Marcio? Mr. Soros? Uh, yes, it's Marcio. How are you, sir? So, uh, I'm good. Uh, thank you for sharing the space. It's been very, very insightful and, and, and very good. I typically pray in private, so this is going to be new for me. Okay. <clears throat> Almighty and everlasting God, Lord God, King of the universe, we are gathered here virtually in your name. Lord God, you said that when two or more are gathered in your name, you are there present with us. Our nation is under distress. And we ask you, Lord, to give us strength to do your will, to impact the hearts and minds of your faithful, and also to help change those under the influence of the adversary. Lord, guide us in this spiritual battle. May you encourage and wake up your body of believers, uniting us in this world. Together, we are stronger, united in prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. That was wonderful. It was very encouraging. Thank you. And thank you for your uh, strength and your courage to do so. I do respect uh, everyone's privacy uh, and their prayer time. And, you know, the word actually warns us about running through the streets, uh, you know, boastfully about our prayers. But uh, today is one of those days where I feel like, you know, collectively, uh, this is a blessing for us to be able to do. So thank you very much for joining us. And I'm glad that it's been uh, insightful and a blessing for you as well. Uh, okay. Where, who was next? Uh, Nautical? 
Thank you. Um, I just uh, wanted to say that I wanted to pray for the country also. And um, if I could just say a quick prayer, I would appreciate it. Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Well, most high God, you that do all things well, and you that are strong and powerful and good and holy and righteous, and you love righteousness, Lord God, our country has fallen great depths. And we just need your help. We need your intervention. We need your glory to come forth and and shine through over all this darkness. We are in a terrible, terrible place, Lord God. Please have mercy on all of us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your sweetheart. That is very sweet of you. I appreciate you, ma'am. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Um, and you're welcome to come back anytime. Okay. Did I see, uh, did I see Lisa? Yes, I did. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Monica. Well, what, uh, you know, left me speechless. How many people can do that? (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) So literally, and I, and I ain't lying. Okay. Okay. So. I took a little uh, relaxation day today. So, um, and so I was on on Twitter, whatever, and I haven't been able to see spaces. All right. Okay. You know, usually I see it on the upper portion of, yeah. Well, that didn't happen today. So uh, somehow God led me to you. No kidding. Amen. Amen. All right. And uh, so um, really, uh, I wish I had words to articulate just how incredible. Well, I want to say your sermon. <laughs> you know, it's uh, well, it, I the only way I can think of it is kind of like a sermon That's because fine. it was so yeah. it was so awesome. Um, Thank you. Just uh, really. So <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, oh, my God. Um, I'm not sure like that I can create my own, you know, great prayer here. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna take not take credit for what I'm about to say and I'm just borrowing. Okay. So yeah. Bear with me. Go for okay. it. Okay. So I'm praying for guidance and help. So dear Lord, I am calling upon you today for your divine guidance and help. We are in crisis and need a supporting hand to keep us on the right and just path. My heart is troubled, but I will strive to keep it set on you as your infinite wisdom will show me the right way to a just and right resolution. Thank you for hearing my prayer and for staying by my side. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to us today. That's awesome. Oh my goodness, me in a sermon. That's so funny. People are like, are you a pastor? I'm like, no, I'm not. Although I do consider my Bible study, you know, somewhat of a flock. Uh, and I, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not an ordained pastor. I'm an ordained minister, and I do see them as two very distinctly different offices, kind of like a journalism and a, and a commentator, of which I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator. I'm very clear about that. So, But as it relates to being a, a, a shepherd, right, or a minister. So, you know, a minister I kind of see as like a nurse. You know, she's still responsible to the patient. Uh, she's still responsible to the law for the patient. Uh, but she has certain 
um, characteristics, certain traits, uh, certain responsibilities uh, that are not the responsibility of the doctor. Although most, I don't know if most doctors these days could actually carry out what most nurses do. Could they? Yes. Would they? Eh, unless they had to, probably not. <laughs> That's why we have nurses. So uh, as far as it relates to like ministry, um, I, even as my media uh, company goes, I see that as my ministry. And so I'm very responsible for what I actually, what I put out there. Right. And so, and I'm either um, bringing life to people or I'm bringing death. And sometimes it can feel like I'm bringing death because I'm speaking the truth and the truth of a of any situation in the country. Now, not to be confused with me getting the facts right um, all the time, uh, which is never my heart to misinform people. But as far as ministry goes, you know, it's kind of like whenever things came down with the um, with the Supreme Court and the leak. And I thought about all the different ways that I could approach that uh, on my show the next day. And as the Lord would have it, uh, he usually does, I decided to take the ministerial approach. Because no matter who leaked it, and no matter what their nefarious purpose was for doing so, um, it was important to understand that, again, the, the collective consciousness and psyche of this country is under assault. And so is the spirit of this country. And so whenever I, I address things of that nature, I usually address it from a ministerial um, standpoint. And, you know, and I do, I do still see my, my audience is kind of a flock, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, and I love to preach and teach and all of that, but I, I would never consider myself um, a pastor. I'm more of a nurse. I'm more of a nurse. Uh, I love ministering to people, which is why I'm usually called upon in moments of crisis for companies, individuals, families, whatever, um, because, you know, I always think that there's a way out. So, and that's usually by the grace of God, obviously. So thank you for that. Uh, you know, I'm seeing some more familiar faces in here. That is wonderful. And Can I uh, say one more thing, Monica? Of course. Okay. So actually, you know, I am so glad that this, particular um day is recorded i think especially when you go back and listen to it how powerful your words are today um uh, i don't have words to actually even that can even uh justify or or show the magnitude of it but i see you as a truthful warrior and uh just really drawn into listening today uh you gave some really hard truths but that I felt uh, was something uh, that was so done in such a uh, wonderful, loving way. And very few people can do that. And uh, I really appreciated your uh, shining the truth as much as you have. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. That is usually my heart. Uh, yeah. And, and God, again, you know, has his way with me. I mean, there are a lot, of, there, it depends, you know, it, sometimes I'll come up with a prepared monologue at nine days out of 10. It is, um, you know, we're going for broke and, uh, and that, and my, my show is not for everyone because of that. Um, and I'm fine with that. You know, I, I'm not out here pining to become a, a, a household name for the sake of becoming a household name. I'm far more concerned about um, reaching as many people as I can in order to do exactly what you just said. Uh, I apparently 
uh, was able to execute here today. So thank you. Um, all right. I think we've got another. Um, my podcasting audience is going to be like, wow. Uh, today's been a special day because we're way over an hour. <laughs> but um, but I'm glad I recorded this space too because normally I'm like, people are like, did you record it? I'm like, no, I totally forgot. Sorry. Um, so, but you could always, you know, clearly I'm also broadcasting live right now. I'm streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, Rumble. Uh, and so you guys could have caught it here as well, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad to have the audio. So who is up next? Lori, was that you, my dear? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm not, I've, I've not spoken before, so I apologize. That's Okay. Okay, so yes, I just wanted to say a prayer on this National Day of Prayer. Perfect. um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of living in this nation. And today we pray for our leaders across this land, from the White House to our state and county officials. And today we pray in particular for SCOTUS, who we know is under attack. We pray for their strength and courage. Um, And we ask for a hedge of protection around them. We ask for your wisdom and will to guide them in all that they do, Lord. Please strengthen each leader with resolve to do what is best for our country. Give each leader your wisdom, discernment, and guidance as they lead. Lord, I pray that every person who has power over this country and all of the decisions that are make that are being made, that they will come to have a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask these things in your blessed son's name. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for that. That was absolutely needed. So I'm so glad that you decided to speak uh, in this space. Thank you. And I am now following you back, Miss Lori. So thank you for that. That was wonderful. What a great blessing. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, guys. So now that I have my, uh, you know, everything um, connected, uh, I want to play something for you all that is very close to my heart um because it's really hard sometimes when you think you've heard god and then something the polar opposite happens right you've been praying for something and 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 you think you've discerned correctly um but then it just feels like it all goes to hell in a handbasket right and so something that i've had to do more than one or two times uh, since 2020, to be honest with you, Um, even as recent as this morning, because I was very disappointed in something recently uh, by some of my peers um, and very disappointed. And and I had to take that to the Lord because otherwise I'm going to carry it around and it'll just become bitterness and then I'll pour that out to you guys and I don't want to do that. Um... But with regard to the selection, the heist, whatever you want to call it, yes, I do believe that things have been allowed to happen, for sure. It has been very difficult, as you all know. I'm preaching to the choir right now. Um, it's been very difficult for, for most of us 
And you know what? Huh. I'm going to throw this out here. It's also been very difficult for people um, who do not vote Republican. Their bank accounts are as, are as affected as ours. Their children and the confusion around biology, they're subjected to that in public schools, just like our children are, and private schools, just like our children are. So, you know, I think it's, it's beneficial for us to remember that things um, don't always feel good whenever God allows them to happen, but there's so much redemption in it if you look for it, right? And if you can humble yourself, as the Word said to do, and to, to humble yourself a lot of times means, all right, Father, not my will, but yours. I mean, think about that. You know, his, his only begotten son says, if there's any way possible that this cup can pass, can you please make that happen? Right? And three times. So don't ever let someone tell you, well, let peace be your guide. Because if you have peace about it, then you know you're going down the right direction. And I always think about Jesus in the garden. And he is the Prince of Peace, right? And here he is sweating as drops of blood because he knows what he's about to not only do but take on, which was all of this. It was all of this. And I'm sure that didn't feel very peaceful, right? So sometimes it feels like we're sweating as drops of blood in our decisions in our lives. And certainly for those of you who made a decision not to receive an injection, and you did lose your jobs. You were discharged from the military. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice that has come with making decisions that you felt were godly decisions. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you for joining me today on this National Day of Prayer. Thank you so much for your time. Please be mindful of the day. Uh, this evening, whenever you lay your head down on your pillow, uh, remember to humbly give thanks and ask the Lord how you can pour into this once great nation, and uh, and God willing, he will allow us through his mercy and grace to become great again. Until tomorrow, you know where to find me, uh, monicamatthews.com. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, all those good places where you can download my podcast, and thank you very much for sharing my work. I do appreciate you. Be blessed, be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror, and remember, if you're an American, act like one. Thank you.